0: Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. Today I have a fun episode and this kind of stems from a conversation I just had uh, recently with a very good friend. So a friend of mine uh, that I haven't talked to in a very very long time uh, saw me posting, which I don't normally do on social media, uh, posting just some vacation photos of my wife in Taiwan. And uh, so he sent me out an email uh, knowing that I don't check my messages on social media because the majority of them are spam, so I just don't ever check them, I just delete them. So he sends me an email saying, hey, it's been a long time, let's catch up, saw your photos of you and your wife in Taiwan, uh, always wanted to go there, and let's just catch up, see how things are going. So a few days later, we schedule a call. Uh, so he actually lives, uh, he and his wife, uh, they live in the southwest. And so roughly about a 12 to 14 hour difference. So I jump on the call and during this conversation, we talked for, Jesus, close to two hours. One of the main things we talked about was retirement. We're uh, very similar in age. He's also in his early 50s, uh, both he and his wife. And the key difference is uh, they have kids and we don't. So as we're talking about retirement, this one phrase always comes up. Ah, or not phrase, I say, uh, this one idea and thought always comes up. Wow, you have a great life. I've always dreamed of doing something like that. And then when I asked them, I said, so why don't you? Said, I just don't see it to be reasonably possible. And the reason behind that is always this mental block that people have of getting out of their comfort zone. You know, here they are, you know, here's a couple that basically lives in the same place they grew up in, uh, created a successful life for themselves, and are hoping down the road that they can retire at an age of mid-sixties. But I told them, I said, first of all, it's not as scary. And the second thing is, what if I told you, you can retire right now? And he's like, there's no way there's no way. So today's episode, I'm going to give you a scenario that I basically went over with him of what would I do? What my, what would my wife and I do? If we were living in the Southwest, So let's just say Las Vegas, we sold everything, paid taxes, I mean, sold our home and cars and all personal possessions, and we're left with a million dollars net. And this million dollars net also consists of any sort of other investments and savings. So a million dollars net, the majority of it is in cash what would I do? So it's, what is it? It's May 2023. And these are the things that I would suggest for someone like myself that's in their early 50s. Because the problem is, is that there are so many of you that are in the same boat. Maybe you are in your early 50s, 40s, or even 60s, and you have a million dollars. You want to retire, but you can't. And then there's the other demographic that are a little younger, that will eventually accrue a million dollars in a very short period of time. But then the problem is, is that that's just not enough money. Because as we're talking about the rising costs, even someplace like Las Vegas and Phoenix, which once was a very inexpensive place to buy a home and low cost of living, that's no longer the case. I mean, we're talking about the rising costs of places like Las Vegas. I mean, it's insane that Summerlin is now the ranked number two top places for Americans to move to. And there are a boatload of people constantly, every single month, moving from California to Las Vegas. So, and again, they're pushing up home prices. Even right now, as we speak of, with the American home market being crushed, and it's going lower, that the prices in places like Las Vegas and Phoenix are still slowly uptaking, Sales are coming back. So what would we do with a million dollars net right now? And this is what I told them. I said, first of all, when you look at my background, I am someone that lived by the beach. So I lived in Malibu, lived in Huntington Beach, lived in Newport Beach. I've owned homes and condos. So living in the Southwest, thinking about retirement, I would love to be back at the beach again. Because the one thing that I realized, as as much as I wanted to fool myself and just, you know, just kind of tuck it away in my head, when I moved to Las Vegas, and then I came to Thailand bought my first condo at the beach, I didn't realize how much I actually missed living at the beach until I came back to Thailand or until I came to Thailand. I love the beach. You know, moving from Newport to Las Vegas was a huge transition of going from a beautiful beach city to the high desert, and it's not even a pretty desert because the Mojave Desert is just butt ass ugly and just blistering hot. So I would love for my wife and I to move back to the beach, but the problem is, if we want, to, first of all, can't really buy anything in Newport Beach for about a million dollars, not even close to the beach. And in Huntington Beach, if we want a one-bedroom condo, it's gonna cost us close to five hundred fifty dollars to $600,000. So coming from a house, going down to one-bedroom with extremely high living expenses, no thanks. But then the other thought is, okay, so I'm also a golfer, been to Myrtle Beach many times in the past, so maybe Myrtle Beach, going to the Carolinas. That might be an option, because there are a couple of great perks and pros about the Carolinas. Nice people. People there are super freaking nice. Beaches are okay, but it's still a beach. Great golf. So there's some pros. But then again, the cons are, just like destinations like Las Vegas and Phoenix, Myrtle Beach has gotten inherently expensive. It's not cheap. And then the other concerns that I have with places like in the East Coast is the massive amount, or should I say just these horrible. Storms, hurricanes and tornadoes that are just getting in flooding, just getting worse and worse each year, especially on that part of the coast. So the thought of, okay, maybe buying a two bedroom condo or small house, a somewhat maybe a 10 minute drive or 15 minute drive to the beach and still having some money left over, but thinking that possibility that home being destroyed, whether it's by tornado or by flood or by some ravaged by some hurricane, no thanks. But then you're probably asking yourself, you're probably saying, hey Will, well, you have, that's what homeowner's insurance is. If you have that, you're covered. That's not the case. That's not the case. So if you are a consistent reader of current events, over the last two decades since Katrina, what you don't realize, if you, if you haven't read about this, is that even though your home is insured, insurance companies aren't very quick to paying you back. It could take years for for, for you to get a check from them. Years. By the time you're homeless, they don't care. And the other thing too is the replacement cost. Their estimates, the check they give you, may not be enough to purchase the same exact home or to rebuild your home. Especially today with rising costs. So replacement cost is out of the question. And then what people don't realize, what I've been talking about for many, many years now, is I feel that a not so distant future with more and more of these disasters, the crazy thing too in America is now you're seeing tornadoes in places like California and Las Vegas. I mean, I don't know what is it about the United States, but just the weather there is horrible horrible and it's not just bad it's horrible to a point where it destroys homes your your most your your greatest investment your piece of real estate so I believe that in time you will see major first of all you'll see the small ones but you'll see major insurance companies go belly up go bankrupt and if you're asking yourself well that can never happen well, and again, so many people are very, very quick to forget bad things. What just happened over this last quarter? Big banks, Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic. These bank runs in America are just starting. Why? If you haven't been reading um, you know, on the financial side, what's happening is all these regional banks are overly exposed, they are illiquid, and they're overexposed in commercial real estate and bad paper. Because the years and years of 0% real estate and, and deregulation for, the, for these regional banks, they got, they got a little ballsy. They started investing in things that they shouldn't have invested in. Well, now the problem is these banks are running out of money. So we are only in the beginning of seeing these bank runs. And this is all gonna tie into Thailand. Because these are words I would never ever thought would utter my mouth, come from my mouth, which is, I feel more secure in banking here in Thailand than I do in the United States. Not that I have ever had any fears of banking here in Thailand. Banking here is strong, sound, regulated. Where the United States, I mean, even though your money is FDIC insured, but are they really gonna pay you back? I mean, that's still a big question mark. Well here in Thailand, you know, banking is sound. Even crypto exchanges are better here. What I mean by that is when you look at crypto exchanges in places like the United States, you look at some of the major big boys, customer service is non-existent. One of the reasons why so many people are fearing buying crypto is because of hackers. You hear these horrible stories of people being hacked, especially in their phones, because their phones are, are being SIM swapped, and then just emptying out their, their crypto accounts. And when these things are happening, these people are seeing this. I've read the articles. I've watched it on the news where there are people seeing literally their wallet, their digital wallet's being drained and they're trying on the other phone, trying to contact customer service just to be unsuccessful, not being able to reach anyone in person. No live operators. Money's already gone. Well, here in Thailand, For an example, the largest exchange, which is called BitCup. It's regulated. And you have live customer service that also speaks English. You can call. You're not going to be placed on hold for hours and hours at a time. You don't have to constantly email them saying, my account's been hacked, my account's been frozen. Or you just have simple trading questions simple questions about navigating through you know, your, uh, the operating system or the app. There's nobody there to help you. But here, BitCup, you call, put on a brief hold, someone comes in a line and it can speak English to help you and assist you. That's the difference, folks, about Thailand and the United States is service. We have great service here. People take pride on that. Companies take pride on having great service. You have to have great service or people raise all kinds of hell. You are not gonna survive being a company or providing a service here in Asia, in any Asian country, and having bad service. No one puts up with that kind of shit. But in America, people put, put up with that kind of bullshit every single day because people don't feel they need to give good service anymore. So back to the scenario. So banking here, I feel a lot more safe, but it's not just the banking part of it. It's also for future investments. So when I'm looking back at this million dollars that my wife and I have in this scenario, there isn't any option for us in the United States. So, what can we do? What will we do? Well, first of all, I would take $300,000 of it and buy a two bedroom, two bath condo in the beach city called Cha'am Hua Hin. So, C H A A M, Cha'am. Cha Am, Hua Hin, it's H-W-A-H-I-N, and these are two beach cities that are right next to each other, roughly about two and a half hours from Bangkok. It's also our golf capital of Thailand, beautiful beaches, and again, it, it reminds me a lot of Newport Beach, where I used to live. So a two-bedroom, two-bath condo for $300,000 is a property that would sit right on the beach. It would be an older property. It's not going to be a high-end luxury property, which, and again, because my, this budget doesn't doesn't allow me to do that but there are certainly you know five star brands that have residences in these B cities and any B city here in Thailand that I would rather you buy but for this purposes it's all about retirement retirement and slow growth and asset preservation asset preservation is so key When you're in your 50s 60s and 70s especially in your 50s people don't realize that and if you live in a place like the united states how do you preserve your assets how do you protect your assets you can't because now people are fearful of putting money in the bank because is that bank going to survive people are fearful of buying real estate because the real estate prices are dropping so How do you preserve your assets? You can't. But here in Thailand, I'm gonna tell you a way. Asset preservation is very real and it's obtainable here in Thailand. So $300,000 would buy us a two bedroom, two bath condo just under 1,000 square feet that's on the beach. Older building, but still within walking distance to some shops and some restaurants. But the nice thing is it's still gonna have all the amenities, a nice pool and gym, maybe, maybe a, a sauna. But the fact that we're gonna have an ocean view, at least a partial ocean view, depending on which building you're in. But every single morning, right when the sun pops up, my wife and I can go downstairs and walk on the beach and do the same exact thing at dusk right before the sun goes down. That's the benefits of living at the beach. And that's one thing that I really, really missed living in Huntington, Newport Beach. In Malibu, lived up in Malibu Hills, so it was way up in the hills, so I had to drive down you know, Malibu Canyon to actually go to the beach, which was a pain in the ass. But living across the street from the beach or walking us in the beach, there's, it's just the greatest feeling and allows you that opportunity to wake up every single morning, go to the beach, which is just steps away. And here's something, you know, for any of you health nuts out there, is there's a very interesting thing called called earthing. And some studies have shown that individuals uh, feel better being recharged by walking on raw earth, whether it's grass or dirt or sand. And studies have shown that people actually Some something, somehow, your body gets recharged. That's why they always say, statistics have proven that people that live by the beach live longer. And I believe that. Because I believe that just simply walking on the beach barefoot recharges you and brings your stress down. Stress is one of the top killers out there. So this two-bedroom, two-bath condo for $300,000 would be the same equivalent To a place like Huntington Beach, a million and a half. And Myrtle Beach, close to a million dollars. So that's why I say it's unobtainable. You know, here we have a, a million dollars, you know, 15, 20 years ago, a million dollars seemed like a lot of money. But today, especially in the States, that doesn't mean jack shit. And if you are an individual where you're like, I don't need to be in a beach but I want to be close to the beach, but I want more space. $300,000, a 10, maybe five minute drive to the beach, would buy a two-bedroom or two-story, single-family, detached home in a gated community with a pool that's right around 2,000 square feet, around three bedrooms. Same equivalent, Huntington Beach, million and a half. Easily, easily. So obviously in this scenario, we would opt for the condo on the beach because we want convenience. For me, what people don't realize about living by the beach, people who never live by the beach make a greatest mistake. They want to buy too much home. So instead of buying someplace smaller, being on the beach, or being walking to the beach, they'll rather be a five minute drive, 10 minute drive, maybe 20 minute drive to the beach. What you don't realize is, just like with any other individual that has lived by the beach, it's always better to spend more money or to spend your budget on a smaller home that's closer to the beach, at least within walking distance. So don't make that mistake, folks. Living steps from the beach is a great lifestyle. So $300,000 went to this. Now we have $700,000 left. $700,000 is a shitload of money here in Thailand. It's a lot. So it's my wife and I. So as I, if you've listened to my podcast, subscribed to it, listened to it for years, I've always found this magic number, which is if you're in your 50s, per individual will last you the rest of your life. You'll live a killer freaking lifestyle. So if it's a couple, $600,000. I'm talking ultra luxury love style here. Because folks, for the upper middle class or upper class ties, if you ask them what that magic number is, they'll tell you it's $300,000 per couple. And, those, and they'll have a killer life. So obviously I doubled it because Americans are a little bit different, a little bit more, uh, they, you know, it's like you just spend more money and save less. <laughs> but in this scenario, I would only set aside $400,000 because I feel that that's more than enough. So one thing that's great about living in Beach City, not just the fact that real estate is roughly about 20 to 25% less than Bangkok. Living expenses is also similar. It's less than Bangkok. So for $400,000, that's $200,000 for my wife and myself, in our 50s, would more than cover all of our expenses and that's healthcare, everything. Until that, until that day we see the pearly gates. So now there's $300,000 left. Just spent $300,000 on a two bedroom car on a beach, set aside $400,000 in cash. And here's also the other great thing too about banking here, folks, and how service expectations are so much higher. So in, during my banking days, in order to do business with my group, uh, you had to bring in a minimum of $5 million. But to do business with, you know, on a premier level, on a private client services side, normally it'd be about a million dollars. And you're still not going to get great service. It still doesn't include a lot. Well, here in Thailand, and, and, and folks, that's why I say so many times, Thailand is made for people that have money. Because if you have money here, you are treated at a whole nother level. An entry to get in to this luxurious lifestyle, this three percenter, this one percent percentage group here in Thailand is a fraction of what it is in the United States or any other Western country. So where a minimum, if you look at your major banks or even small regional banks, even like First Republic, you know to do business with them, you'd bring a million bucks. Well, for example, SCB Bank, which is one of our favorite banks here. SCB stands for Siam um, Capital Bank or something like that. Siam C- Commercial Bank. They are great. And to get to their prime service, which is their private client, you know, whatever bank you come from, it's, it's that private banking side. All you need to do is hold an average balance of $60,000. That's it. And the benefits and the services still exceed any U.S. commercial bank. Not just the fact that you get your own banker. Not just the fact that when you walk into a branch, you do not have to wait. You tell them, you show them your SCB Prime card, which is very sought after here in Thailand and then you get helped immediately. But also with the services, for example, any domestic flights, uh, we get some discounts, we get to use a lounge in the different airports like Suwanaboom and Don Mueang. And also for the major malls, SCB also has lounges that we can also go in there and relax. So there's a lot of benefits of having, and, and again, it's, here in Thailand, $60,000, that may seem like a lot of money but for a westerner $60,000 doesn't mean shit but here you're treated like the 1%. That should motivate you. So 000, so and again $700,000 is gone. 300,000 in real estate, $400,000 on on living expenses. Now there's $300,000 left. So My wife's parents and my parents, what we would do, because I love real estate, we would buy them both a home close to us at the beach. For $150,000, it would either buy them a older two-bedroom, two-bath condo that's walking to the beach, or a one-bedroom condo that's on the beach. And if they want more space, $150,000, which is five million baht, would buy a single-family detached home that's one story. One story is very key for people in their 60s, 70s, and above, because nobody wants to climb stairs at that age. Buy you a one-story home, two to three bedrooms, around, let's say, 1,500 square feet with a small pool, some in a community, and you will be 10, 15-minute drive to the beach, that's it. Crazy, isn't it? To think that you can buy a single family detached home with a pool that's a 10, 15 minute drive to the beach for $150,000. Isn't that effing crazy? So that's what we would do. The last remaining 300 was split it right down in half and by each set of parents, my parents and our in-laws, my in-laws, a home at the beach. But for some of you, maybe you may have in-laws or parents that say, hey, you know what, we're very comfortable where we're at. We don't want to move. So that's the same scenario if my parents are like, ah, we're comfortable, we don't need a home, we'll just come visit you and stay at your house or your condo. Same with her parents, they're happy, they don't want to move. They don't want the hassles of having a second home. Well, that's fine. $300,000, I would reinvest that into my two favorite things, which is real estate and crypto. So majority of it would go to buying a home in Bangkok. I would look at the whatever $200,000 would buy me into a, the best building, branded building, I would buy a studio in the best location, whether it's in Chit Lom, or in Pom Prong, those two central shopping districts, it is possible for $200,000 to even $300,000 to buy a studio or one bedroom in a building that's like living in a freaking hotel. And the advantages of having two homes, one at the beach and one in Bangkok, it, especially with its driving distance. So the biggest mistakes, and again, one of the biggest mistakes that expats make is especially here in Thailand is they'll have one home in Bangkok and then they'll have their second home like in Phuket or Koh Samoy or or Chiang Mai place where they can't drive to they have to hop on a plane and in my 20 plus years in this business relocating expats I can tell you that's the biggest mistake over time if you have to f- hop on a plane to get to your second home over time you will not you'll stop going That is just a fact. You will just stop going. But if you have a second home where it's only a one hour, two or even three hour drive, I would say no more than a three hour drive. You will use it regularly. So having a home in the beach in Bangkok has huge advantages because we have two very distinctly different lifestyles. At the beach, we're very chilled. And actually we're a little bit more active so we're walking in the beach at least once a day, whether it's in the morning or in the evening. And then also we're going to the gym in our building. Uh, but we're just walking around more because it's a compact city. And then also, which is really ironic and funny, is Hua Hin is home to a boatload of great Italian restaurants that are actually owned by Italians. So eat a lot more European foods, like Italian foods, in Hua Hin, as opposed to Bangkok. Where in Bangkok, we are driving more. Uh, we, we still dine out, but different types of cuisine, but it's just a different lifestyle. You know, we're home more, or we're at mega malls more, but we're not really out walking in the streets as much. We're living at the beach, we're out and about. Like an average day, I'm walking, in addition to working out, I'm walking at least five miles a day. So that's a huge advantage for someone that's unhealthy right now, and you wanna start losing some weight. Living at the beach is just gonna force you to walk more. So that's what we would do. I would put $200,000 into a studio here in Bangkok in a high-end area, and I'll put $100,000 into crypto investments. Obviously not right now because the market's down, it's still a big bear market, but I will keep that in reserve until I feel that there's a turnaround that we've bottomed the market. But that's me, that's what I would do. Everyone is a little bit different, but I want to give you a baseline of what a great portfolio would consist of. What a lifestyle here in Thailand with a million dollars would look like that would still preserve your assets. You'll still have sustainable growth, but short term, longer term, smaller growth, less volatility, and you have a peace of mind. No mortgage. Low cost of living. You have cash. So again, the scenario put $400,000 away cash and that four hundred thousand dollars that still entitles us to massages multiple massages a week dining out every single day even all our meals or having it delivered domestic and international vacations that includes health care that includes anything else that you can think of entertainment hanging out with friends anything else. In the States, $400,000 for two people is a joke. A million dollars is a joke. The same scenario I just gave you, just the real estate alone would cost a million dollars. You have nothing left. You have, to, you have to go back to work. You have to stay working. So when I told my friend, I kind of gave him the scenario, I said, I said this is possible. All the stress that you're going through right now, your kids are in college, so you're empty nesters, all the stress you're going through right now can end. Your kids are fine. You raise great kids. You and your wife can move here with a million dollars and never have to work another day in your life. And you'll fill your days your weeks, your months, and years, with all kinds of new cool shit to do. Because everything is new. It's not like going to Latin America, going to Mexico. Everything here is new. Everything is big and grand. You see innovation everywhere. You see locals becoming more affluent. That's a sign of progress. When you look in your neighborhood, look at your city, look in your backyard, you see a rise in suicides and violent crime and arrogance and people yelling at each other and you see people just sad and depressed. You look at your local infrastructure, sad and depressed. There's no progress. And it's a sad thing about America. Progress is like literally stopped. It's like, what the hell just happened? Or here in Asia, progress is just starting and it's continuing. So if you were comparing apples to apples, there is no comparison from living in the United States with a million dollars as opposed to living in Thailand with a million dollars. Living in the United States with a million dollars is like holding on to an overripe banana. You know, it's all black. It's not even brown anymore. It's all black. When you open it, it's just way too sweet and this is like this mushy gush. It's just gross. Yeah, it's good for banana bread, but that's about it. Well, here in Thailand, you have a nice, fresh, ripe banana. And that's what I feel about Thailand. It's fresh. It's ready to, it's not even close to peaked out, it's just starting. And every country around us is the same. People are thriving. So I will do another episode about asset preservation, talk a little bit more details about, about that. Because Thailand truly is a place where a foreigner like yourself and myself coming from the United States, coming from the UK, coming from Australia, can move here, have a wonderful life, and still preserve your assets with a peace of mind. Putting your money in the bank. And also, just as a footnote, BitCup. Foreigners cannot open an account without the right visas. So unlike using a VPN and you know, kind of bypassing someone's KYC, you know, with other exchanges outside the United States, they allow you to open accounts. You can't with BitCup. BitCup, you have to have some sort of retirement visa, work visa that allows you to open an account like at SEB and then which allow you to open an account at BitCup. So I just want you to know that. So I don't want you to waste your time to go to BitCup and then try to open an account, just be denied. But the thing is, is that the banks here, I feel safe having my money here. I feel extremely safe. And there's some, you know, if you look at just the landscape of our politics here, it's becoming more forward thinking. You know, Thailand is striving and it will become successful in, in becoming like a Singapore like a Taiwan, like a Korea, like a Japan. It's the closest country to get there as opposed to our neighboring countries. It's just growing by leaps and bounds. And the expats here are just thrilled to be here. So when I told my friend this, obviously it sounds great, he's like, but when it comes down to it, I still can't do it. And, and I didn't want to argue with them. I, I didn't want to argue with them. But some of you have that same mindset. Even though you're listening to these, and you're probably listening to these podcasts and watching videos about moving to a place like Thailand, you know, moving here, but you're never going to do it. You just like the thought of it. It's just like, what's very interesting is that when you look at um, rich people, so you, like, you, you look at rich people and they have a lot of material things, nice cars, nice houses. But what you don't realize when you look deep inside them, which I really got to know their psyche because for over 20 years, not just in my business, but for 13 years working in the bank, that's all I worked with was affluent people, business owners, multimillionaires. And as you get to know them, they have a high sense of insecurity because many of them are first generation wealth. They created they didn't come from money. Through hard work, sweat and pain, innovation, they did it themselves. So now they have to prove to the world that they're rich. And how do you do that? Buy a big ass fucking home, drive around some nice cars, have some nice watches, some accessories, to show the world that you're rich. And I understand what that's like. You know, I came from a family of very, very successful self-made millionaires. But my insecurity was getting bad grades in school, being told I would never amount to anything because I just wasn't smart enough. So with, with that was kind of reverse psychology is when I became a millionaire, a multimillionaire, I had to prove to the world by having all these nice things. But what science has shown, the people that had are admiring my car, my house, they don't give a shit about me. They're not admiring me. If anything, they're jealous. Like, look at that fucking schmuck. They're admiring their car. They're admiring that big house, the watch, because they're envisioning and dreaming that they're driving that Aston Martin. They're, you know, they're living this beautiful beach home. You know, they're, they're wearing this Patek Philippe watch. They don't think about you. And that's a mistake that people have with money. And some of them never escape that. I learned my lesson right away. After 2008, I learned my lesson. Learned my lesson, which is many lessons. One, I'm never ever gonna fucking lose money again. Number two, I'm never gonna re- neglect my investments and thinking that money's just gonna keep pouring in. I have to plan ahead and stick to my exit strategy no one has that exit strategy. They know how to get into the market and make a lot of money, but no one knows how to get out walking away with a lot of money. And the third thing is, I'm not going to buy stupid shit. I don't have to prove to anyone who I am. Thailand is a great place for that. And the reason why is coming here, you don't have to prove shit to anybody. Because you've left that toxic environment that Charlie Munger talks about. You know, the multi-billionaire, co-founder of Bookshare Hathaway. He just recently talked about that. One of the key things that people have to do is get rid of evil people. Get rid of toxic people. I've been talking about this for for a decade now in my podcast. Get rid of bad people in your life. By coming here, you're completely removing yourself from a bad environment, putting yourself here and starting fresh. What that means is nobody knows who you are. And that's a good thing, folks. It's good that nobody knows who you are. That means if you were once a arrogant fucking douchebag that, that everybody says that, man, when I first met you, I thought you were a complete fucking asshole. How many of you are like that? For me, I used to take pride at just being young and stupid and arrogant. I'm like, really? You really thought I was just an asshole? Yeah, then I got to know you and you know, yeah, you're a great guy. When I first met you, I thought you were a fucking dick. I I know a lot of people like I know a lot of multimillionaires like that. They walk in that door, they control the room, you're like, what a fucking douche. Then you really get to know them, you're like, wow. When you when you peel the onion, remove them from public, get them one on one, you're like, wow, this is a really great person. I'm glad I saw through all that bullshit. But Thailand allows you to start fresh. So you don't have to prove to anybody. You don't have to wear nice shit, buy nice shit. The thing that you're buying, if you want to have a fucking McMansion, if you want to blow, and the McMansion here, folks, only costs about two million bucks. I'm not talking McMansion, I'm talking mansion, actually. Like a 10,000 square foot mansion. You want to buy a 10,000 square foot mansion? Do it, but do it because you want to. You want to buy a Rolls Royce? And by the way, Rolls Royces are double the price here. So the Rolls Royces and estates, 550, 600,000. Here you're looking about a million, million and a half. Closer to a million and a half, maybe even two million. But if you want to do that, do it because you love Rolls Royce. Do it for you. Go and buy that $100,000 Patek or Audemars watch because you are an avid watch collector, you're a watch aficionado, and that you're doing it for you. And that's what's great about Thailand. You get to do stuff for yourself that you've never been able to do before. Because in the past, everything that you do, if you really look at it, if you, if you really truly dive in to who you are, majority of you, you do everything to please everyone outside of your home. To look good. But deep inside, it's completely different. And you neglect the people inside. You neglect your spouse and your kids and your parents and in-laws. You're all just trying to impress people outside that don't give two shits about you Thailand changes that it allows you to stop frivolous spending for nothing it allows you to start fresh so if you came from a bad environment and it's a bad environment that you created you can't blame anyone else, anyone else for it. you created that environment But if you're smart enough to realize it's a bad environment and now you're here in Thailand, you can start fresh and start clean. And everything changes. All of a sudden, you start feeling this happiness. Like, oh shit, that's different. I thought I was happy before. Living in my big ass house, nice cars, having not just hundreds of friends, but thousands of friends, really popular, life of the party. But you realize that that didn't make you happy. If anything, that stressed you out to have to keep up that persona, keep up that image. Well here, you don't impress anybody. So that means that you become healthier mentally. Then when you become mentally healthier, you start doing healthy habits, walking, exercising. Now you're losing weight. Now you're feeling even better. Now you're like, oh shit, my knee pain's gone. My lower back pain is gone. My sciatic pain is gone. Damn, my wife is looking hot again. Or damn, my husband's looking hot again. Doesn't that rolling around that big ass beer gut anymore. And you start noticing your relationships better with the key people that's important to you. Like I say, the people under your roof that you neglect. Your relationship with a significant other, your wife, your husband, gets better. Even though if your kids are living thousands of miles away in the U.K. and Australia, or United States, or even Canada, your relationship with them are better. You know why? It's because you're happier. People don't realize that you can't, you cannot build a foundation a great relationship if you yourself are not happy. And here in Thailand, I, I do have less friends, folks. But the friends that I have are great. And my old friends that I have in the States or other countries outside of Thailand, they're still very close and dear friends of mine, but I don't have to talk to them every day. I talk to them maybe once a quarter every six months. Some of them, once a year. Does it mean I'm a bad friend? No, it doesn't. And my friend knows this too. We're both busy people. But when we talk, when we see each other, we pick up where we left off, and we still have a wonderful relationship, and still sharing you know, some of, some of the things that we've learned. And having important relationships like that is key to happiness instead of being in relationships or having a foundation of people around you that just admire you for your wealth, or your title, or your things. They hang out with you because you can get them to specific clubs or events. They hang out with you because they love hanging out in your big ass house and taking pictures to show the world that you know some, someone that's rich. Thailand helps you weed through all that bullshit. So, the bottom line is if you're in your 50s, you have a million bucks, you can retire here happily. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till you're 60, 62, 65, 67. You don't have to wait. And in this scenario, you know, when I said $300,000 going to a two bedroom, To bath beach, uh, beach condo for my wife and I. Then we have $400,000 set aside. And then we're gonna buy a $150,000 home, gonna last remaining $300,000 for each set of parents at the beach. Because the nice thing is, is that most of you don't realize that you can also bring your family here because my parents are drawing social security and their social security is more than enough to provide them with a happy lifestyle here. And them selling their home, whether it's in the States or wherever, whatever cash proceeds they got from that is just a cushion for emergencies, whether it's big health concerns or something. But just with having a condo or small house at the beach free and clear for them, and they can live off of Social Security, that gives them a peace of mind too. So folks, there are many, many different ways that a million dollars can help other people in your family. Even if someone like yourself in your 50s and you're not ready to retire, but you have a million dollars, let's just say line around, instead of just giving, handing out million dollars, you know, handing out 100,000 here, 100,000 there to people, Instead, you can help them and say, okay, you are completely underwater and just riddled with debt. And you're unhealthy. And going to a nursing home is too expensive, it's out of the question. Giving a living nurse, out of the question, too expensive. But instead, you can move them to a place like Thailand here where they will have a better life for less, knowing that they'll have home that's free and clear, they can have they can be in assisted living that's ex- extremely inexpensive. But better yet, they can have a live-in nurse, or even have someone that comes to them on a daily basis. Or if not a nurse, have a housekeeper. A typical live-in housekeeper, folks, costs about two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars a month. That's it. That is it, folks. And it goes up from there based on education and based on where they're from. If they're from Myanmar, it's gonna be 250, 300. But if, and they don't really speak English. But if you want someone that's Thai, speaks English, that's someone educated, maybe closer to 400 to $500. But that's it folks, For are live in made. And one of the great things on some of these homes that start at a million dollars, they all, homes and condos, all of them, majority of them, will have a separate room on the other side of the condo or other side of the home just specifically for the mate. Just specifically for the mate. That's one of the great things about Thailand. So folks, it's possible. Think about these things. Because you don't have to sit there and just worry about what's going to happen 10, 20 years from now. You can have that peace of mind and eliminate all that stress. Because Thailand's your answer. So thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you soon.